you write with people when they come to town and they're just like starry eyed. They're like, wow, how do you do this? Well, the way you do it is you learn the craft, you learn the rules, and then you learn when to not to follow the rules. Tonight, <laughs> we have a very special guest, tremendous artist, most played song of the year as an artist, um, incredible songwriting history. So we'll get into all that stuff, Mr. James Otto. So grew up in a small, small rural kind of environment, you know, how did you, how did the whole music business came about? I know you were first, that you were in the armed forces, right? Well, I, I was, I joined the Navy right after high school. Um, I, my dad was a drill sergeant in the army. Wow. So, um, I, so naturally the first thing what you want to do is, you know, get the hell away from that. And so I joined <laughs> the military like a dummy, but I, but I I'd had enough army at that point. So I joined the Navy and I went overseas for a couple of years and did that. Um, but my dad was also a player and, and so was his dad. And, and, you know, they both aspired to write songs and to, to play music. My grandfather was a country artist or he was wannabe country artist. And yeah. my, my dad was uh, into rock and roll. And so I, I kind of, I got a little bit of that from each one of them and, and I guess took the dream a little further than either one of them ever got to. So Yeah, so when you got out of the Navy, did you move to Nashville? How did that, that come I, I got in the band back home for um, about a year and a half, almost two years, I guess, and then packed everything I owned in a U-Haul and drove down. I didn't know a soul. Um, didn't know anything about Nashville. And this is, you know, the Internet wasn't exactly... Right. Uh, hopping 20 years ago, so there wasn't a lot of information out there. Uh, what I did know is that Nashville had a, a low unemployment rate, and uh, my thought was, well, I can work a shitty job in Nashville just as well as I can in, back home in Washington, so yeah. let's go give it a shot, and um, I've been here ever since. Did you work a shitty job? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple of them. Uh, my, my first job was working at Opryland, which I think is kind of everybody's first job. Well, at least yeah. it used to be. In the music is, business, yeah, yes, I used to work. You work there. there. And, and uh, I drove bus for Opryland picking up tourists uh, from the airport and bringing them to back and forth to the hotel. Um, Did you that sing was one to of them. Him? No. <laughs> that would have made it a way shittier job. If I had to sing and drive bus, look at my terrible life. Um, no. Uh, but. Um, uh, so I did that for a little while, and then I got a job driving uh, an oil truck around, delivering oil around Middle Tennessee, um, which was actually not a terrible job. That was actually one of those jobs where I was alone in the truck most of the day, and I did sing in the truck then because yeah. I was writing songs into like my tape recorder, oh, wow. and I was playing the Broken Spoke every night that I they would get me on stage. Um, I would stick around, and you know when when you're the new guy in town. Um, they don't just get you on stage during the the good sets. You got to stick around to the end. Yes. So I was there at like you know ten eleven o'clock. They put me on stage and we get to and, watch the you know successful yeah hit all the writers, hit writers go on and you by the time the yeah. crowd thins out <laughs> then all right okay you, 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 can, you can give it a shot yeah there, you can't run anybody off at this point uh, everyone's already gone yeah, so we all did that. <laughs> so how did you go from playing five nights a week at the Broken Spoke hmm. to actually having did you have a publishing deal before you got your first cut or how did all that happen yes i got a publishing deal um uh, the the first place I was at was at a place called Copyright.net. Uh, it was uh, a couple of, of guys in here, uh, Christy DiNapoli, yeah. who had you know worked with Little Texas, and um, I think uh, Doug Grau and some other guys that had been involved in like the Blue Collar Comedy Tour and a couple of other things. And um, they had a new company when all the dot coms took off and all that stuff started blowing up. Um, they had uh, Copyright.net. It was like uh, it was supposed to be a really big thing. Yeah. It didn't end up being what they hoped it would. But I went from there to Universal, and the reason I ended up getting a publishing deal in the first place is 
from being at the spoke and playing every night and being seen by publishers and being seen by people in the business. And I won a songwriting contest at the Gibson Cafe downtown um, with a song uh, from years ago called Love Took a Backseat. And that song opened doors for me to go and meet with more publishers and eventually... That's the key. You yeah. said You said that song opened doors. Yes. And that's one thing that we try to tell people in Songtown is that it really takes a special song to open doors. Yes. You can go out there and play all these pitch to publisher events and all these things and if you just have an average song it's not going to help you. No. But no. if you have a special song it will open the doors yes. in ways that you can't even see. Yeah, uh, Scott Borchetta told me he said that uh, a hit song can just about cure cancer. Yes, yeah. that's that's pretty close to accurate. I like as that. far as as far as in this town, like it can it can resurrect a career. It can um, do amazing things for you as a writer or as an artist. And he knew Scott. If you don't know who Scott Borchetta was, he's the um, CEO founder of Big Machine. Yeah. Uh, he discovered Taylor Swift and probably one of the most successful um, people in Nashville. Yeah, and I'm telling you, he could actually hear a hit because yeah. I remember one one night I played a writer's night, um, and at that point I'm not sure if I had anything on the radio, and there were two songs of mine he heard, and he, after his show he came up to me, he named the two songs, he, he said those are hits, and both of them ended up being hits. It was like something he's about... He's got ears, man. He has the yeah, ears. He's got ears, he's got a, an, an eye for talent, an ear for talent, and um, I mean, there's... I don't think there's anybody in Nashville as successful as he is at this point. I mean, he's yeah. got to be one of the most successful uh, businessmen in town. So, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, what was what was the first song that you had some success with on the charts? On the charts, um, honestly, just got started loving you was the best. I, I had a couple of songs, um, you know that that charted. I was on Merc Mercury Records first, and I've had a couple singles with other people and. It, Things that would like just barely crack the top forty. Um, I had a song uh, on. Uh, let's see, it was Gary Nichols. You know, mm -hmm. remember Gary he was yeah. in Steel Drivers. It was his first single on Mercury Records. I wrote that. Um, I had a song on Confederate Railroad as uh, record years and years ago, but 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 nothing that ever kind of really broke through. It was always just you know top forty. I would crack into there and just fall out. And, right. Um, but it I barely played for the demo. Yes, yes. but I but I'd still consider those success. Successes. Anytime anybody cuts one of your songs um, and thinks enough of it to spend their money and, and um, believes in it like that, that's a success for yes. sure. And, and uh, um, I think one of the reasons that I'm still in town is is I've, I've kind of I don't know. You redefine what success is. Uh, I've at first success was I want to be you know I want to be Tim McGraw. I want to be up there. I want to be this. And then really success. What it boiled down to was I'm still making a living with my guitar in Nashville 20 years later. Yeah. That's success for me. So Yeah, you've been on top. You mentioned yeah. Just Got Started Loving You. It was freaking, that year, the most played yeah. song. Of the year, um, yeah. More than Taylor Swift, which is the only time I'm ever going to be able to say that. So wow. I'm going to say it as often as I can. <laughs> yes. Um, and so that was your first, like, major breakthrough. Major song. breakthrough hit. Um, and that, I mean, that certainly was the big break. There yeah. were lots of little breaks along the way and lots of little things that... Uh, you know, got me writing with better writers. That that got me in a room with with people that I could learn from and that that could uh, pass some other craft on to me. Um, and you know, those things are all very important. We're we're tremendously influential. All those little things that happened. But when just got started loving you took off. It my whole life completely changed. Right. And and you said something else important. There is 
when you were able to get in the room with those great writers, then it's kind of like you start seeing some light bulb moments. You're like, oh, that's how you do it, and that yep. it's, it's it's craft. Yeah, there's a craft to it, and that's kind of like what Marty and I try to do with Songtown is kind of help people learn that craft because they can't always be in the room. Absolutely. With I think with it's an amazing thing that y'all are doing. I've been watching this thing for a while, and it's such a, a wonderful resource for writers out there that that don't have that in their hometowns. You know, I, I you write with people when they come to town, and they're just like starry-eyed. They're like, wow, how do you do this? Well. Right. The way you do it is you learn the craft, you learn yeah. the rules, and then you learn when to not to follow the rules. Yeah, you learn figure it out, right? Yeah. And that that only comes from lots of work, you know, yeah. lots of time doing it. Can you play us? Just sure. Kind of started loving yeah, you? sure. To me, I love to hear you talk, but this man has a voice in another place. Tell him you won't be in today Baby, there ain't nothing I'd be all the same with people can wait I'm back for the weekend But two days in heaven Just ain't gonna do Yes, it's gonna take forever Darling, girl, I just got started loving you Fighting what we're feeling, we both know we'll never win. Ain't this what we're missing? Let's just stop on this wrist and give in. Let me wrap my arms around it. You know you don't want to leave this room. Come back and let me hold you, darling girl. I just got started. Simon, girls, like I know you want to. Trust me when I tell you, darling girl, I just got started loving you. Oh, yeah, y'all, and I ain't gonna stop. Oh, oh
James Otto. If you had to to give advice to a songwriter moving to town, what would you tell them that they should focus on um, to become a successful songwriter? Um, meet people, first off. That's one of the best things you can do. Uh, it's one of the things that I always thought was a was a disc people would say well it's all about who you know and then that had a negative connotation to me as a young man I was like okay well you, it's not what you know well truly if you know a lot it doesn't matter if you know a lot but have no resources mm-hmm. to get that out to people well if you if you are a good people person um, and you can meet people and you can socialize and, and you, should, you should get out there and meet as many people as you possibly can because man you never know who that that person's going to be that lights your world up you know that you write with that you go wow this is what i should be doing that's the you know my lennon and my mccartney that's you know you find those people and you find people that are that want to invest their own time and energy into something that you're doing is is a huge compliment first off and also it can be that door that gets open for you that you need yeah and you know i think there are people that are really good at meeting people and there's people that are really good at the you know writing and then, then you have people that are kind of in the middle that kind of do both. Yes. I think there's no right or wrong. If you're if you're like just a phenomenal writer, then you can get away with not being as social it. without it. Yeah. Without a so doubt. it's kind of like you want to try to be well balanced. Yeah, you do. And work on your craft and work yes. on who you know. I, and, and the other the other things is just work your butt off. I mean, yeah. it's put yourself in the situation where you you're writing every day. You need to be. If you're not sitting with somebody and writing, you should be. Uh, looking for hook ideas you should be uh there's plenty of things to be doing um keep yourself busy keep your mind sharp it's like being in the gym if you if you're uh if you go into the gym and you're expected to lift heavy weight you're not there all the time uh you're not gonna be able to do it if you're writing all the time and you step into a room with a bunch of heavy weights it's a lot easier to lift that weight and to carry your your part of of the bargain if you're doing it all the time and your head's in the game and and your mind is strong so you know stay stay sharp and that I think a lot of times people they kind of diss Nashville and they're out on the outside and they go oh those guys they show up every day and write and oh, how man. how inspiring can that be to to have to write every day you know and I think what what they don't understand is like you said it's a muscle so if I'm writing every day I've got my craft up at such a high level that when that inspiration hits right then boom you're writing a phenomenal song yeah. where if you're just only writing when you're inspired then you get yeah. this inspiration Pro, pros well, don't write don't from inspiration to, yes pros pros write from from craft and, and that inspiration will come you can yeah. you can you can find a spark and make yourself a spark if you are if you have your craft down and you're you're a strong songwriter and that comes from doing it every day i I write at least three days a week, usually five, but um, it keeps me sharp and it keeps me focused and it keeps me in the game and it's uh, it's tremendously important. I can't stress it enough. Do it every day. And it also keeps me sane. Yeah, it's fun. Because <laughs> you, you go it's in a fun. room, you can, you can hang out with somebody, enjoy writing, you kind of shut the rest of the world out for a few hours and yeah. it's like therapy. And uh, I'm, I'm always amazed that... Uh, at the, the job that we get to do. I mean, it's very difficult, and you have to have a thick skin, be able oh, yeah. to take rejection really well because it happens constantly. But at the end of the day, if you sit down um, and write a song, you have something that you take home that didn't exist that morning. 
You know, you know, you walk out of there with something um, that's tangible and something that could put food on your table for the next ten years. It's the right song. So there's not many jobs out there that offer you that opportunity is to to uh, um, you know do something bigger than yourself. And I think collaboration is a is a wonderful thing. Yeah. So, so. Yeah. That's. For me, just about every publishing deal I've ever gotten has been meeting publishers through my collaborators, yeah. and even my very first deal came from a co-write that I did. So, hey man, that's it's it's important. Um, somebody's opened lots of doors for me. There's always been somebody there that that believed in what I was doing and was going, "Hey man, you need to come meet this person. Come out tonight. Come do this." And um, sometimes you don't want to do it, and I'm I can be as antisocial as anybody and, and be stuck in the studio all the time. But every time I go out and I do those things, I'm thankful that I did because something comes out of it. A good co-write, um, a good business connection, um, lots of different things. A good time. Sometimes a hangover, but you know. <laughs> got to do it. You just got to do it sometimes. Yeah. Any of the new writers you meet, uh, are they a little more seasoned or are they mostly younger? You know, I meet now? all kinds. I, I write with a lot of young artists uh, these days, and, and uh, um, sometimes I'm tremendously surprised at how much skill they have as a writer. And then other times you're like, you know, they're really green and they need, they need help figuring it out. Um, and really what I try to do when I'm in a room with somebody that really has a great grip and have, wants to say what they want to say. I just want to be whatever's not in the room at that moment. If they need, you know, help with lyric, I want to be the lyricist. If they need help with melody, I want to be the melody guy. If they, you know, I, I try to fill the space of whatever isn't in there. So I, you know, it's it's trying to complement what's happening around me and and just taking an assessment of what's going on and try to try to shore it up where it's where it's lacking. Yeah, that's we we talk about that. Um, a lot in Songtown is when you show up to a writing session, your first job is to figure out who you need to be in the room yeah, that day. Yeah, absolutely. So and it'll change from day to day mm-hmm. if you're a versatile writer. <clears throat> I think most professional writers, um, I think the ones that stay around as long as we have, you kind of have to be adaptable. And Absolutely. Certain, some days you're with, writing with an artist that maybe they're good at melody when you're doing the lyric. Some days you're you're doing melody, they're doing the lyric, whatever. Yeah, and it's just about adapting to that, to, to whatever's happening at that moment, and and trying to be that, and um, and that's being well rounded. You know, that's that's having um, enough experience to go. Uh, yes, I want to help this person say what they're wanting to say. I want to I want to make sure that that message gets across clearly and in a way that they want to say it. All right, we have Sweetwater, our sponsor, to thank for today. We love those guys. Thank you very much. Down below, we have show notes. We have books that you can check out. Check out Songtown. We have a community, thousands of people worldwide that collaborate together. We help you level up your skills, help you write better. And when your songs are ready, we can help you connect to the industry. So check it out. 